0: Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the Universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's mikefalkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I'm Mike Falkenstein, your proprietor of the Made for Missions uh, podcast and subsequent uh, video series. And I'm very happy to be here with you today. And I actually, I'm I'm particularly happy to introduce you to a new co-host of mine. Uh, many of you had heard uh the, for the first four episodes I had a good friend of mine, Mike Nelson, who was uh, my co host and Mike, with his business, just decided that uh yeah he loved what we were doing but had to focus on some other things and so I had an old friend of mine here in the Denver metro area where we live who I had asked if he was interested and so and he was, so I'm 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 very happy to introduce you to Ken Watmore. Ken, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Mike.
0: Yeah, thanks for, for being here. And you know, Ken and I have had a, a similar heart for uh, the Great Commission and missions and so I know that it's gonna be great to have you with me.
1: Thanks. I'm excited to be here for sure. Yeah.
0: So of course, you know, what I'm interested in doing today in this episode is uh, introducing folks to you and who you are and uh, your heart. And so why don't you start by just giving everyone kind of an idea of kind of the Ken Watmore story, you know, who you are and your family and anything else you want to, the way that you want to introduce yourself.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, my, my, Well, I should always start, I think, by saying, right, I'm a follower of Christ. Uh, I'm a a husband and father. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have a wonderful wife. Uh, uh, We've been married 23 years. Uh, um, I have uh, five wonderful children, one of them now in college. It's a new Mm -hmm. season for us as he's a freshman in college. And uh, we still have four at home and uh, had been involved in radio prior and really was so thankful to have the opportunity to get back involved in doing some type of radio or podcast uh with you and, you know, with our history having known Uh, what you were doing in China and your heart for missions and reaching people with God's Word and more importantly, uh, introducing people to Jesus Christ. I think that that has always been at the heart of what I wanted to do Uh, more than anything. I do feel we're all called to the Great Commission. Every single follower of Christ, not one can escape the call uh, to introduce people to to Christ and uh, make disciples of men. So I you know have an opportunity to get involved with you it really is uh, exciting and I, I can't wait to see what we can what we can do
0: that's right and actually we've done uh, a couple of things before I think with uh, relates to uh, radio and podcasting I know you had a show that was sort of a sort of a interviewing sports yeah figures it started, and,
1: uh, you know it started out as a, an idea to to interview professional Christian athletes to hear about their stories, uh, share their faith using the platform that God gave them, uh, and also to introduce the audience to the idea that even though these people are celebrity, uh, they still come to the cross the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. So th- that's how it started. Uh, we had the opportunity then to, since our our airtime was paid for by people who supported the program, we had the opportunity to uh, get... L- you know, business leaders and uh, dynamic professionals uh, globally who uh, were making a real difference in the kingdom, and have them on as well. And sometimes even the small outreach groups uh, that didn't have a platform to share, mm-hmm. we were able to give them some time to talk about what they were doing and what their needs were as organizations. And so, you know, we the show evolved into maybe just a, a way to highlight what outreach looked like. Uh, what people were actively in the trenches uh, doing God's work, uh, and still be able to attract an audience with the platform of some celebrity who mm. believed and followed Christ.
0: Yeah, and I think that was the context you'd asked me to come and share about China Resource Center and yeah. what we were doing in China, and so. And then even before that, I think you had on radio you had a, a show, and I think that was the that was the the initial sports yeah that initially show.
1: that was the sports show on a on a local station here in the denver area you know that was that was that initial show and then uh, from that we had our own online station that's uh, right and that yeah so we 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 kind of touched on a lot of different uh ventures through that um, mm-hmm. I was involved with some people doing some some stuff through radio and television and all that's just an exciting venue uh, you know the technology that we have today makes it easy to get involved in sharing the gospel um, that's right uh, but yet n- not enough of us are doing it so. yeah that's right um, and sometimes we even cloud the nuts and bolts of it all with our grandiose ideas on what you know what we think is really cool um, what we think might be a great way to to share the gospel rather than just directly sharing it, right? So yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, it's easy to do.
0: That's right. And then when my previous podcast for the China Ministry, the space that you guys had, you had you you were so kind to have me to be able to come and record those, and and so yeah, it's great now that we've been able to reconnect and. Uh, what I thought I would do as a way to have folks get to know you better uh, as sort of the new co-host here is, uh, as you and I have talked about, we've kind of got these three questions that we want to answer, what we're calling the Made for Missions three questions. And in fact, now we're on episode five of our podcast. In episode four, uh, I sort of laid those out quite uh, quite a bit, and uh, Mike and I talked about these. And so it, I thought it would just be interesting for folks to be able to sort of hear sort of your heart and your answers to those questions. And so so uh, how does that sound to you? Oh, that's great. Sounds great. great. So uh, the first of our three questions that we want to always be answering is, uh, given the passages of scripture that address the Great Commission, do you believe that the Great Commission is a command that Jesus gives to all Christians? Dead airspace is easy to follow with that answer, right? But um,
1: (laughs) I really do. I feel, and I said this a moment ago, I do feel that if you have given your life, submitted to the Lord, Jesus Christ, and decided that you were going to follow him, he commands all of his followers to take this to the next person. And I don't think that anyone, irregardless of their thoughts on their ability to do it, can escape what that obligation is. I feel that the the purpose for us still being here today, rather than God having sent his son back again right. uh, to end this whole thing and put us in paradise <laughs> forever, uh, I think is that not enough people have yet been reached with the gospel of Christ, because mm-hmm. God loves the world and he wants all of us back. You know, he doesn't want the world to be uh, walking around with people that don't know him and haven't reestablished their relationship with him through his son, Christ. It's why he gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we could all have that relationship and and communion and fellowship with the Lord. So I think that he wants us all continually seeking out the non-believer in whatever way that he's gifted us to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that
1: the challenge is, is that so many people feel like, well, I can't share in my workplace because, you know, it's, uh, I could suffer repercussion for that. I can't, right. you know, I, I don't want to make people uncomfortable with the way I share. You can't walk through a grocery store checkout line and just go, Oh, do you know Jesus Christ? I, I think the truth is, is that you can share Christ everywhere you go. And when we don't, um, we're, we're leaving opportunities on the table daily, all day long, for to, to be able to share Jesus with people. Which which I think uh, I, I know I'm guilty of it. Uh, I think we all are to some yes. degree, and and I certainly am not advocating for us walking through every grocery line or checkout line and stopping to share the gospel. But I don't think it's wrong to do it. I guess that's what I'm saying. Oh right. You know I don't know that's that right. I don't know that I uh, feel comfortable with that. Um, Yet I don't think it's the wrong thing, uh, the wrong thought process to have at least.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What you've said uh, brings up a lot of uh, thoughts and I, of course, we want to hear from you, but it is true that uh, while we don't know when exactly Jesus will come back, uh, we do know he will, right? Uh, The Bible tells us that he will. And uh, we also know that it seems pretty clear that it will not be until every people group has some people in it that know right. Jesus, right? And so, uh, you know, in the the talk that I give about this, um, you know, I did a little research, in, in a world made up of sixteen thousand people groups, uh, there are still six thousand of whom are classified as unreached. So, wow. uh, certainly, there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, you know, with my interaction with the good folks at uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators, we know that there's some 1900 languages that don't yet even have a portion of scripture and uh yeah it's pretty hard to do evangelism without scripture right yeah, so that's right so well, in other words to your point there's just there's a lot of work to be done Yeah, yeah
1: and i think there's a new dynamic that people maybe don't talk about or think about and that's that more and more of America. I mean, we're in America and obviously this is a global mission, but more and more in America because of our cultural shift that's happening, young families that didn't know Christ are having children that won't be exposed to Christ.
0: Yeah. So as
1: families continue to grow and we have more and more unchurched communities in America, Not only are there unreached people groups all over the globe, there are more and more unreached people groups right here in in this country because of our cultural shift. And that's going to happen. That's going to dominate Europe soon, too. The cultural shift. That's right. uh, is leaning more towards uh, liberal thought processes and an anything goes universalist mentality uh, and as that happens young people in their early 20s are having children and those children will be unchurched and then their children will be unchurched so we have a it's it's almost like a growing population of unbelievers as we are trying to diminish the population of unbelievers so oh, you right. know, we're working globally but we have lots of work to do with the communities here that are changing their thought processes into thinking that, you know, God's just a thought, you know, it's not God, God might not be the real deal.
0: Uh, right. And that is happening more and more kind of a post-Christian culture. So yeah, of course, most people don't know this, but you and I both live in a part of Denver called Highlands Ranch. And I just talked to a pastor just recently that said something like that. They'd done a, a survey of Highlands Ranch and uh, in their survey, they determined that about 85% of those who live in Highlands Ranch are not normally attending any kind of a religious service, right. irregardless whether it was Christian or, or otherwise. And boy, 85%, that's and that's a mission field right here. It's huge. And, a, and, a, and, you, and you can fulfill the Great Commission right here. You don't have to go overseas. That's right.
1: That's right. And you know, a, a lot of those people would still identify themselves as being Christian because, you know, we... I think uh, probably especially in America right we uh, we consider uh, our beliefs to be Christian because we don't understand what the term means. Um, there are plenty of those eighty five percent who don't realize that to call yourself a Christian means that you've you've decided to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and you follow Christ uh, and you follow the teachings that God's given us and his breathed word, the Bible and part of that community, is you know is it involves going to church and being involved in what kind of uh, the the bigger picture that the the bigger church does you know going mm-hmm. out and sharing Christ, um, uh, helping those who need help uh, you know taking care of the sick and the poor and the widowed I mean all those that's are right. those are all commandments given and I think they're all obligatory to the true Christian.
0: All right, that's great. Okay, so that's fantastic. So. Let's move on to question number two in kind of our three questions, and it's kind of a follow-up question to number one. It goes, furthermore, uh, what is the follower of Jesus's responsibility in knowing about the Great Commission and his or her responsibility to obey it, especially given passages like John fourteen fifteen, which if you remember, Jesus says, uh, if you love me, you will follow my commands. Right. So give us your ideas about 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 that kind of the 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 follower of jesus responsibility and knowing kind of how he's supposed to obey that command
1: well uh yeah i think that's it's a it's kind of to piggyback on what we were just talking about i mean you you, i think that when you think about the idea and to many of us in the christian world this is christianese right it's cliche almost to, to say uh when you've been given this great gift That is, there's plenty of, there's plenty of the gift in the box to share with everyone. Uh, Sometimes we tend to want to keep it all to ourselves because it's so great, or there's plenty of food in the cupboard. So we look at the cupboard and say, I have food for months, as opposed to saying, I've got enough food to share with everybody in my neighborhood. Oh, right. Um, You know, and I think those analogies are simplistic, but they're, I mean, about as plain as you can get, you can't really not see the meaning behind that. Uh, I have been given this tremendous opportunity to share the greatest gift that anyone could ever give, Christ's life given for me, uh, for you, for the next uh, man or woman out there, to uh, I'm going to be saved by accepting this gift, and I'm going to live for all eternity with my Father who created me in heaven, and you know that concept anymore is uh it, to many who don't believe it's nonsense and the bible's clear about that um, that's right people people that don't understand faith they don't understand uh who jesus is and why the why behind jesus will just look at it as nonsense it's almost a uh it's almost a holiday figure so to speak to them uh, you know we are obligated to share what we've been given and God promises that when we share what we've been given, he will give us more. Mm, Uh, And I don't mean that from a many preachers in churches today would preach that that's a financial blessing. Uh, and, And I'm not here to, to talk about that or bring that into it. But the truth is, is that the gift we've been given of Jesus Christ is limitless. Um, You can't give away Jesus too many times. You can't give away too much of Jesus. Um, You can continue to give him away for all eternity or, well, until the Father sends him back again. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: That's very good. Well, I have some other thoughts about that as well, but let's just uh, take a little break quickly, and we'll uh, be back here in a minute with uh, more of your thoughts, and we'll be right back. Well, folks, thank you for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made permissions podcast. I wanted to take just a minute to thank you for listening and to encourage you to listen to previous episodes. If you've not heard the first four episodes, we lay out a lot of the foundation for the podcast, and to let you know that just how excited I am for what God is doing through the Made for Missions podcast and to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. Uh, You can just do a search on iTunes for Made for Missions and every time that we've got a new episode, it'll just appear in your feed and we're excited. I'm excited to be with my new co-host, Ken Watmore. You can find out about him at Ken Watmore on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Missions Mike. Facebook is Missions Mike, and then the number two, as well as Instagram. I would just encourage you to come with us on this journey on the Made for Missions podcast. Well, uh welcome back everyone. You know, I was just thinking, Ken, about the what you were saying. And, you know, okay. one of the things that I've that I've done in, in in doing the research about the Great Commission is you go back and you look at these missionary greats, right? That yeah. that boy, there's just something about the eighteen hundreds. These people really understood kind of what this thing was about. And there's a there's a, a British missionary, Henry Martin, missionary to India and Persia. And boy, he was one of these very first guys to go out. And, and uh, he has a really neat quote. It says, the spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. And I just think that is so wise because, boy, if we, as we get closer to Christ, you know, we understand more about what he did in our own lives and it almost just, kind of comes out of us, doesn't it? I mean, if, yeah. I mean, you know, I won't share my whole testimony today, but I come from a uh, broken home and I mean, it's just what Jesus did for me. I mean, it's, it's almost like you can't share it. I mean, I, yeah. I know you probably, you probably find that in your own life as well. Absolutely.
1: Also a broken home and, uh, and plenty of baggage that goes along with that. That's as, right. You know, I think so many of us experience, I love the uh, the stories of the old missionaries who, you know, sort of paved the way for missions work all over the globe. And I think that when you look back into the 1800s, life in general was tough. Uh, I think that being faced with life or death situations in that time Mm -hmm. was more commonplace than what we see today, Um, and it created it more of a bolder warrior-type mentality for the missionary, right? So Uh um, paving new roads uh into uh yeah i mean think about jungles India. and third world yeah. countries <laughs> and uh, you know all that stuff uh, sparks the the things that as a kid you're enamored with right the, uh, the i think again the the warrior the soldier the the knight in shining armor mm-hmm. to some extent uh but it's with with the gospel of christ as opposed to the uh the way that we twisted it and everything in in uh yeah you know, our movies and
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, I think it's pretty remarkable to think about what some of the earlier missionaries uh, were faced with and boldly attacked it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, I mean, even with what we've done in China, the, uh, the research that I've done, I mean, these people in the Hudson Taylor days of the yeah. mid 1800s, I mean, part of it was that uh, they got in a boat to China. And they were not sure if they were ever coming home. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's just like I've given it all. Yeah. For this, and so yeah, there's certainly something about that. I think.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. But and, but the good news. It, well, we're talking about the good news, but the good news is for for maybe someone who's listening that thinks you know it's tough for me to to share at work or it's tough for me to share in my community with my neighbor y- you know you're not up against life or death you don't have that's right uh, uh the unknown out there other than they made shut the door in your face big deal <laughs> you know i mean they <laughs> may say right. they may say no at least uh you've given them an opportunity to respond to the gospel mm-hmm. um, and you never know you may be the person uh who plants a seed that draws them i mean god's working all the time around us in these situations i can tell you as a coach of youth sports uh, i was just talking to one of my coaches yesterday about how you you may have a parent that you know, didn't necessarily like that you shared your faith with your football team, yet two years down the road they're going through some tragedy and they're calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning to talk to you That's about, right. hey, uh, you know I need some help here. Um, and God's always working in those ways. So um, it is right. important to be bold and not be afraid of what the consequences might be here to share the gospel. And I would even venture to say that I don't really care if a boss at work doesn't like you sharing the gospel, it it means that, okay, I can't go walk around people's desks and sit there and talk to them about Christ. That's right. Um, but I do have opportunities to invite those people to church. I do have opportunities to invite those people over for a piece of pie at the house uh, and talk mm-hmm. to them or find out more about their family. There's all kinds of ways to segue into a relationship that offers you the opportunity to share Christ with them, disciple them.
0: That's great. And by the way, without getting into too much detail, you know, you'd mentioned this thing about going from, from desk to desk. You know, that's not your job. Right. I mean, that's not why they hired you anyway. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, you, you probably wouldn't do that. Right. I mean, you know, so you're still going to do a good job and then for the employer. And in that opportunity, you know, you have a chance to share. So, uh, and let me just say, I would clarify that because I, with what, I mean, I would clarify what I
1: said in that instance, because, um, I do feel, and I do know this isn't just a feeling that, um, when God has, God has given us opportunities Uh, in life, in work, in play, in our communities, in our organizations to represent him to the fullest, uh, to the very best. So when we are employed um, I do expect, I I expect Christians to be the very best employees in the business.
0: Yeah. The most,
1: uh, highest integrity, highest character, uh, honest, the guys that you count on. So uh, yeah, by no means do I mean to shy away from that. No. You should be the employee that everyone turns to and says wow, that's an example.
0: That's right. And in the that, you're sharing Christ too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, so then the third question we have in our Made for Missions uh, three questions is, and you've already kind of touched on this, So, um, uh, but the third question is, finally, for the average, what I'm calling the average Joe Christian or the average Jane Christian, uh, what are the top ways you would suggest for him or her to see Great Commission fulfillment in their lives? Uh,
1: well, you know, I think, first of all, I think praying about uh your ability to be bold and unashamed in your relationship with the Lord and your the knowledge that he's given you, even if you're an early Christian with limited biblical knowledge it's you don't have limited biblical resource um, you just have limited biblical knowledge at right. that time, so t- don't be afraid to you know to to be bold in your faith. It's okay to not know the answers to things that you get challenged with when you're sharing Christ. That's right. Um, it's 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 really okay. Uh, I, That's you know, right. I know for me, the number one thing that I have to share is not um, my biblical knowledge because, frankly, I've been a Christian for a long time and I'm still, you know, finding place and so, yeah. You know, so many times I go like, <laughs> "Oh, I don't know what that means exactly," or I never thought about it that way before. But I do know this: th- what I can share is that my life was a wreck. And Jesus saved me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He literally pulled me out of the mire and uh, literally changed my life. And he changed my heart. Uh, He changed my heart internally. He changed my heart towards other people. He changed the way I wanted to be a father. Uh, He changed the way I wanted to treat my wife. By the way, in that segue, I will say this. I said, we've been married for 23 years. We just celebrated our twenty-three year first date anniversary oh, on Saturday. Um, we've been married for twenty-two years. Okay, so we're we're in our twenty-third year of marriage. Okay, right?
0: fantastic. That? So, um,
1: but I, you know, God changed the way that I wanted to live my life as a, a husband, a father. He wanted. He changed the way that I wanted to care about other people. He. It, it's so strange to think that you immediately do all your problems go away when you give your life to Christ. No, but. You do have a changed heart, and the way that you interact with people is different once you've accepted Christ. Uh, and it's hard to explain, but I know that what I can share with people, if I don't have uh, significant biblical knowledge, is that what is what God did for me. Mm, what so just Christ share your story, me, my story. That's yeah. right. You know, everybody has a unique testimony. Some people have these, you know, testimonies that involve. The, uh, you know, drug addiction and, prison oh, right. and okay. all these yeah. things and you think whoa what a testimony the truth is is that the the person who grew up in a christian home uh, and gave their life to christ at 7 years old and lived in a christian home and you know did local community outreach and all those kind of things that's a tremendous testimony in itself And, you know, I think on either side of the table, you find people going, boy, I wish I had been in that situation or, you know, um, or experienced the deliverance, uh, that you, you know, that you did. I know for me, uh, Christ changed my life. So I can unashamedly say to people that Jesus Christ changed who I was Mm. to who I am. And he's still changing me. So people, if they're looking
0: for a way to be involved, they just start doing that.
1: Yeah, just I mean I just
0: mean, just start sharing your story.
1: Yeah. And then I do think that you can you you can I I think in your communities, you can invite people over. Maybe invite them over for football, but get them there early and uh, maybe just throw a question out once in a while about where they're at in their faith. What do they think about God? Um, Get questions or conversations going that you can follow up on later. Maybe next week we're going to have a football game again, or maybe it's not a football game. Maybe we're watching a movie. Maybe we're just getting together for a barbecue. I think that you can invite people uh, into your life and don't be afraid to get involved in theirs when they invite you. Um, so often I think in the Christian community, we want to go and put the seeds out there. Like I'm going to invite a bunch of people over and we're going to do this kind of little question and answer time at our house and have cake and all that kind of stuff. But (laughs) then when they invite you over for their party, you know, that Mm -hmm. might be more of a worldly party. We're afraid to go, you know, well. Well, you know, if Mm. you don't associate, then all those other people that you might expose to the Lord uh, now are like, oh, yeah, that's the Christian guy down the street, and he never comes to any of our events, but he always invites us to these Bible studies. I mean, you know, I I think we have to be involved in what's going on around us in work and uh, in our community, our neighborhoods, uh, and I think that those things are key door openers Mm. to share.
0: That's great. So, uh, yeah, just to summarize what I heard you say, of course, you mentioned pray. At first, yeah, and so part of that's just, Lord, where is it that you want me involved?" And then, yeah, I've often said, boy, you yeah again, you don't need to go uh, initially to Peru. you can there are people who need Jesus right on your street, right yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then from there, I, yeah, just, uh, yeah, see, see what God does with all of that, so absolutely, the people right. on your
1: street might be Mike Falkenstein, you know, uh, it might be a guy who goes, "Hey, by the way. I do this stuff in China, uh, and I have a heart for the Chinese people. And all of a sudden, now you're in a global missions that you yeah, didn't right. expect to be in. Um, That's right. So, oh right, uh, yeah. You can start right around your neighborhood. You never know. You may have a refugee family that lives down the street from you from India uh, that goes. You know, hey, do you want to? I now that you've shared Christ with me, I, I want to go back home and share it. Can you help me? I mean, you're all know, right, come with knows? me. Or yeah, God works know. in awesome ways. He really
0: does. He really does. Well, Ken, I'm so glad that you've. uh uh, that you're going to be with me on this journey, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think. I'm so excited. Uh, any final thoughts before we end this episode?
1: You no, know, you know what? I just I look forward to uh, to what God can do with this, and uh, and for for us to grow. And I mean, I think as we dialogue back and forth, definitely, we'll continue to grow and learn how to share Christ with other people as well.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, folks, I think now, (laughs) I think you know now why I'm so excited to be working together with Ken as my new co-host. You know, for those of you who are listening and you're just wondering still how exactly you can get involved or how you can uh, get your church involved in missions and in great commission work, I am so thrilled to help in any way that I can. So if you'd reach out to me, you can go to my website. I'm at mikefalkenstein.com. Last five letters of my last name, S-T-I-N-E. You can find me on Twitter at Missions Mike. Facebook and Instagram is both Missions Mike and then the number two. Would love to come and just share some more with your church group, your men's group, a particular small group at your church. Uh, On the website, I've got a speaking page where I've got examples of uh, my by speaking, would love to come and just share more, help you guys through that process. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you next week here on the Made Permissions Podcast.